You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and a man who has a very busy week going on. Tony Casillas, TC, what up? You're right. I do have something going on this weekend. Um, I, as you mentioned, great to be with you, by the way. Uh, great Tuesdays record our podcast. But yeah, it's Friday. Get to witness matrimony. My son's getting married. So really, really uh, looking forward to that amazing moment. So uh, the only thing that I, I really have to do is help pay for it. Um, <laughs> everything else, everything else is, uh, they, you know, this, when you plan a wedding, you just hope that uh, it seems like you try to get in a hurry to get it over with. But I told my son, I said, just enjoy the moment, man, because you're, you're, it's gonna, not going to last that long. So uh, it should be a fun party. As I mentioned, I'm just looking for a great celebration. Well, looking forward to a, a great time at the Casillas uh, compound for all the Casillas, all your family, friends, uh, certainly an early congratulations to your son and his bride. Um, interesting times uh, for the uh, the Casillas family. Not, I'm sure there's there's not a thousand things you have to do this week, but but Tony's a man of the people. That's why he's here for the podcast. I mean, <laughs> you know, sure, your son's getting married. You got a thousand checks to write and, you know, you got to try on this. You got to taste this and whatever. But Tony Cooper Rush got a win for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it was amazing. I think, uh, I think it just kind of defines the season that we, we've watched this in the last uh, seven games, the Cowboys being six and one. And you know, to me, it just kind of validates where they are now You're doing things. And, and I think that, I think everyone just was a little pessimistic about what Cooper Rush could do because the actuality, he's, he's a rookie. He's played, never had any experience playing regular season game. Although his age doesn't dictate that or define that, but mm-hmm. look, it's all about the con- you know, the players complimenting him and helping him. And I think that, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pretty at times. I mean, there's times when you're thinking, okay, this is kind of the way we thought it would go. But man, the guy was able to make some big plays at the right time and just got a lot of help from his big time playmakers. So. You're right. I mean, obviously not a rookie. I mean, Cooper's been in the NFL for a while and it's it's difficult to hang in the NFL. So the guy deserved a lot of credit. Not everybody believed in him. A lot of people at the beginning of camp wanted Garrett Gilbert to be QB2. That didn't work itself out. Cooper kind of survived again. This is a guy, by the way, that the Cowboys cut, that, that Mike McCarthy cut, you know, that, that they said goodbye to. Jason Garrett claimed that the Giants last year didn't work out there. He wound up back with the Cowboys. And I, I, before I, I get to the game, I wanted to ask, because I, I don't know, I, I'm not saying this is the same thing. I'm not trying to compare them, but this is maybe the, the best comparison I can make. Um, is, it, is, it, is it a Bernie Kosar moment for the Cowboys? Kind of what you, I mean, like, 
I'm not saying, you know, Bernie Kosar, when, when he played for you guys, was really established, you know, had, had proven himself in the NFL. Obviously, he wasn't Troy, but like there, I have to imagine there's a level of doubt if you're on the team, if you're one of the players, if you're saying, OK, Dak's not here, this is going to be a little bit more difficult. And then when that guy comes in and, and leads you to victory, it's got to be a pretty cool. It's got to be a great rallying moment for the locker room. I think the experience is it, it comes into play. I think Bernie had played for a long time, uh, was a guy that had, had a lot of time of experience, but really was kind of obviously in the twilight of his career. Right. So it seemed as better days, but had experience. And I think that there's, you know, that's the intangible thing you have as a quarterback's experience. And I don't know if you you look at the situation later on in the season when you're in the playoffs and you play, you know, teams of the competitions is a, is, is more formidable. And you, I, I don't know if that's the situation you want someone like Cooper Russ to be in. I mean, albeit he did a tremendous job. He made some tremendous plays. And, you know, I think Minnesota, um, I, I think we experience, we expect a little bit more from them. Oh, um, for but sure. I, I think, I think the Cowboys had a lot to do with that, but, uh, I think it's just the comfort level you get. I think that this game within itself, not only, you know, because your guys believe in you, you know, those guys in the locker room believe in Cooper rush, you know, that's what you have to do. You got to get behind him. Right. You got to be very positive and like, okay, Hey, you're the guy. Uh, don't let the moment be bigger than it is. Go out there and just do what you do. Uh, and we're not expecting to play like that, but just, just kind of manage the game and do some things that you need to do. But, you know, that back shoulder play that throw that he made to Amari Cooper, I mean, Amari Cooper made a tremendous play. But, man, i tell you what, those two sequence of plays in that last drive, obviously the, the screen play to Zeke to extend that, mm -hmm. to get him in that situation was marvelous. And I think that that's the thing about it is that I don't really think that – I think that they the, – the Kellen Moore gave him – felt confident in him that, it, that he could manufacture some plays. Mm -hmm. So I think to your point, it's all about – the confidence level. I mean, this game will obviously give him a lot of confidence. It looks like Dak's going to be back against uh, the, the Broncos. But now you've got some validation there. And I know I always talk about the validation, but it validates. And, you know, think, and, and also I think that's kind of the narrative of this team because they were able to do it with different people. And it just seems like last year was totally different and just the vibe that you have with this team. But you know, Cooper Russ was able to make some big-time throws at the right moment and essentially won the football game with the throw, back shoulder throw he threw to Mark Cooper. Yeah, I mean, all credit in the world to Cooper Rush, and he'll have that moment. Cooper Rush will be a backup quarterback in the NFL for five more years off of that game. That's kind of just how how life tends to go if, if you're a backup in the NFL. You need that one moment, you know what I mean? And, and you, can, you can live off that for a long time. So very happy for him, his family, great moment there. <laughs> Um, you know, it was his dad. I don't know what he was that the little jive, that little thing that he was kind of just just moving around. And right. it just it just made you feel like isn't that that's what it's about to be connected like that, to see someone like him win a game on the road, whichever one like, OK, well, it's not that important a game. Well, it is an important game. Anytime that you go out between those lines. And that's another thing. It is an important game. Yeah, you're going you're, you're going to rest. Dak Prescott and you got the bigger picture, but the bottom line is that you're, you're just a purpose to be able to win it with the backup quarterback. It happens all the time. And so I think some people just kind of downplay, well, it's something important in the game, but it's important in a lot of aspects. It's definitely important. It was important 
moving moment for someone like Cooper Rush to move on and this team to have some confidence and, and really, as I mentioned, validate the reason why they kept Cooper Rush. Well, I mean, and, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, um, and every game's important. But you know, when when you look at the NFL now, or even yesterday on Monday, the day after the win, you know, we've we've been saying for a long time how important it's going to be for the Cowboys to be one of the top three seeds in the conference because you don't want to be the four seed, you don't want to be the team that's playing the loser of the NFC West in the wild card round. And one of those teams in the NFC West, the Los Angeles Rams, they trade for Von Miller. So that team just got mm-hmm. better. It's all, all the more mm-hmm. reason to not be one, that that fourth seed. What's more is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost. And, you know, we'll see what the season, you know, has in store for us, how it unfolds. But as of right now, as of week nine, the Dallas Cowboys are the third seed because the Buccaneers have two losses. It's important to remember for everybody that the Buccaneers do have the tiebreaker on the Cowboys because they beat them. But, you know, the Cowboys don't play the Buccaneers anymore. They don't play the Packers. They can't influence those things. So, you know, the fact that they were able to pick up a win where the Buccaneers and the Cardinals also lost to the Packers. I mean, it was a big week for them in that stretch. And if they'd lost this game, you know, because a lot of and and I think it's okay. I don't think it's okay, but the Cowboys clearly admitted, hey, if we lose this game, it's not the end of the world. But it makes it all the more sweet, obviously, that they won because they got some help elsewhere throughout the conference. I did want to just briefly go back to um, we mentioned Cooper Rush and, you know, we've been saying for a long time that Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit. He doesn't get enough credit, et cetera. I feel like, you know, everybody loves to pick on McCarthy for time management issues, clock management, et cetera. And sometimes, like, I think people expect Tony this big, like, this big epic moment. And they want to look at the moment and say, look at that. Mike McCarthy is a genius, et cetera. And because they look for those moments to, to exploit him or to exploit other coaches. Well, Mike Zimmer had those bad moments in this game. At the end of the first half, I mean, the Vikings threw up all over themselves and trying to go get points before halftime. But at the end of the game, like, it's one thing to, to butcher the clock or timeouts or whatever. But at the end of the game, it's third. You mentioned the Zeke play that was on third and 11, but it was third and 16. And Mike Zimmer calls a timeout and then calls another one in a row, which is a penalty. And it's it's beyond me how apparently officials are supposed to ignore coaches calling for second timeouts in a row. I think that's dumb. If if a coach calls a second timeout in a row, they should be penalized 100 out of 100 times. But I mean, People think like people really believe, Tony, that Mike McCarthy is this this dude who has no idea what he's doing. Mike Zimmer literally did not know the rules. And because of that, that third and 16 was made third and 11, all the more manageable. Zeke pulls it off, like you said. I mean, Mike McCarthy did a great job of not having those whoops to daisy moments. You know what I mean? And it's happened all throughout the NFL. I believe last night I watched a couple of games and that's the points in the game. People you know, the, that they made is that what are they, you know, why did they not call a timeout or mm-hmm. and just, so it's, it's, it's happens throughout the NFL. And I think this will happen since we cover the Cowboys. Uh, it's a, it's a talking point and right. it's criticizing, but to me, I think all these coaches, I think you just get in the moment sometimes and you just, maybe you don't have someone talking to you. I'm just kind of like, okay, coach, and just kind of remind you kind of the, the next, the next case scenario kind of the next play and just, uh, you know, what the, the situation is going to be. And I think, I think they're human and I think sometimes they make those errors, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, Zimmer was, <laughs> was a little, little hard pressed in that game. I would, I would say, because again, anytime you have a, you have a backup quarterback that's had no experience with licking the chops, like, okay, we got this. Seriously. Guy. And 
you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. Look at the kid for the Jets, Mike White. He comes in there. Former Cowboy Mike White. Yeah. Exactly. So it was a great weekend for a former Cowboy quarterback and a current quarterback that's a backup quarterback. But I think that's the thing about it. As I mentioned, the complimentary football. You want to make him – you want to you want to make him – become you want me you want to have him have success and i think right. that's the whole thing that's preached during the week is that we got enough guys in this team that we can we can set up plays we can do different we can cooper rush doesn't have to win the football game ultimately he ended up winning the game with that throw but mm-hmm. they kept it close and i think that was kind of the whole thing that they wanted to do going in this game is we want to run the football and we don't we don't want to have to do ask cooper to do too much you know, we, we want to win on defense. We did some great things on defense. So that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the formula to, to get in a game on the road. And, and to your point about the seeds, RJ, is that this team is, knows how to win on the road. I, and, and to me, that, you know, we, we talk about so much emphasis on the seeds already, you know, week eight, nine, going into the ninth week and when the season, like, if you're that good and you got to go on the road and play and sure. you're used to doing that, then – I don't think you think about that as much as a lot of people think that these coaches are thinking, okay, well, we're thinking about seeds, but it sounds good. But ultimately that's why you're winning on the road. Those are the things that you kind of set up going into November and December. You've already been there, done that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. No, I think that that's well said. And I think it is a talking point for fans and for us and like to kind of you know, to, to fit because you you obviously you want the best path possible, right? That's you want you want to maximize your odds at winning a Super Bowl. I think what people care about more is the first round buy. Obviously, only the top seed gets that. But, th- you know, there is a difference between, say, playing the Rams in the opening round and whoever the second oh, absolutely. Or, or, and whoever because yeah. r- right yeah. now the second wild card is the Saints. You know what I mean? And so would you rather play the Rams or the Saints? And and even then, the third wild card, if you are the two seed, is the Vikings. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. th- that those this win could be the difference between having to play the Vikings and the Saints in the first round. And that's something obviously that everybody, you know, you prefer you, you want to play the, the weaker team. It goes without saying. Uh, but, you know, and last thing, we'll, we'll get out of here a little bit earlier today, everybody. We will have a new BTB roundtable coming later on today in the podcast feed. So don't worry. You do get two shows this uh, particular day uh, and tomorrow and Thursday. It's a busy week. But um this is a game, Tony, and, and this has been said by a lot of people, but this is a game 
because you mentioned how this is kind of like this is, you know, Anthony Brown in the sounds from the sideline video that, that DallasCowboys.com puts out uh, during the Patriots win when that game was getting kind of tense on the sideline. Anthony Brown can be heard saying, man, if we can win this game like this, this will go a long way for our confidence. And I, I think that those those moments like build upon each other. Right. Because in the Vikings game, if you're Anthony Brown or you're whoever you're thinking, Man, you know, remember when we got burned, you know, for that 75 yard touchdown, we came back and we won. Yeah, Dak did it. You know, Dak was the guy who led that final drive, who tied the game, who won the game. But but we can do this. We we can we can do it on our own. You know, and I think I, I don't want to at all take away from Dak. Dak is the heartbeat of this team. He's the most important player to this team. But it's I, I feel like it has to give this team an enormous amount of confidence that they could win without Dak, because that's been this team's M.O., Tony. And even back to the other Tony. I mean, whenever the starting quarterback has gone down for this team, they have been worthless. They have been unable to do anything. I mean, I know they won a couple of games last year, but I mean, they have just been unable to survive. And so the fact that they can now not only win, but that they can keep the ship afloat, they can, you know, not have everything fall apart. That, I mean, because there there will maybe be a day or maybe be a time or a game where Dak Prescott is not throwing for 300 yards, is having a bad game throws an interception. And so this gives everybody else the confidence. You know what? We're, we're all good. We're all talented. We can all contribute at a high level here. Yeah. I mean, it could overcome a lot of things. I think the, certainly with Anthony Brown, you're talking about went on the road. That is something that really builds so much volume and confidence being able to go and then being, being away from your, away from your, you know, your home field. And, and now it seems as though there's a lot of, Cowboy fans on the road kind of reminds me back in the day uh, that they're all coming out of woodwork. But you know what? That's a you know the the thing that I I, I look at this team and I, I there's a you know there's a certain amount of confidence and I think when you you know you, you know when it's when you get in the, the I guess the the, uh, the tougher competition then you know things are going to happen. I mean you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> Man, I thought we were going to be able to do our podcast. I was trying to – I was going to do the over and under if your dog bear would bark during the uh, during the, the podcast. So, I guess I won that bet. He, he picks his moments quite well, if I'm being honest. <laughs> hey, get that, get that dog a biscuit, man. Um, but anyway, speaking of biscuits, you know, that's the thing that you do. You know, you give a you – you throw, you throw the dog a bone. Give him a bone or something. And, you know, and that's what Cooper Rush is, is giving this, this fan base and everyone is – the confidence of, to understand that, you know, we have a back of a quarterback that can do some things. Now, when you get film and you start studying Cooper Rush, you may have a little tendency to understand what he's doing. But, again, what the guys are doing around him are giving him confidence. I think that that's the thing that you have to really do because whenever you have a different quarterback, he's not going to be the same. He's not he's not Dak Prescott. He, yeah, he wasn't uh, – you know, when we had – Back in the day, we had Steve Berline and Bernie Kosar come in, and it's totally different. But you have to believe in that guy. And I think for me, that's the thing uh, that this team has been able to do. And, you know, to this point, this point forward, you know, they got Denver. I mean, it's a game that they should win. Shoot, they don't have to worry about Von Miller anymore because he's in L.A. That's a, That remains to that, – that'll be on down the road. But, uh, you know, I like what they're doing, and I think that that's the thing with the – a quarterback, everything is so confident. Everything is kind of fitting in its right place uh, and really just setting up very nicely. And I think, again, 
My last point on this is the depth is really, they have done a tremendous job of guys filling in. You had Tyrone Smith, he goes out of the game with an ankle injury. Uh, the backup blindside tackle comes in. We, we talked to you about Terrence Steele. I mean, there's been oh, so many variables of this, thing, of this team to be very positive. And I'm thinking right now, besides the Rams, I mean, what other team is better than the Dallas Cowboys at this point? Uh, as Bear continues to freak out, um, I, you know, I, this today's Tuesday. I do power rankings at blogoftheboys.com every Tuesday. You know, call me a homer all you want. I had the Cowboys number one because it's, it's like, I, I mean, this, you know, was it the, their most impressive win of the season? No, obviously. Or I, I mean, I, let me take that back. You can make an argument. It was their most impressive one of the season. Was it their sexiest one of the season? Their flashiest win? No. I mean, it didn't have the walk-off CD Lamb touchdown, dramatic flair. Yes, it had the Cooper moment, the dad, the, you know, little dance hug, you know, celebration he did. I, I think you this is this is one of the most impressive Dallas Cowboys wins th- this decade or, or in the last 10 years, excuse me. I mean, because of the context, because I mean, they gambled, Tony, they gambled. They said, you know what, we're, we're going to we're going to we're willing to accept if we lose this game, we're willing to put in the work later on down the season. We don't want to risk Dak, et cetera. So we're willing to do that if we win. Great. And that's what Mike McCarthy did. And, you know, I a lot of Cowboys fans remember this game. I was at this game in 2013 when the Cowboys had a 26 to three lead on Mike McCarthy's Green Bay Packers and Matt Flynn led that comeback. And Matt Flynn led the Packers to a victory over Tony Romo, Des Bryant, Miles Austin, all the rest. Cowboys were fully equipped, fully ready to go. And they lost because they got out coached. And it's, it's nice to have a, a coach, a head coach and a staff that can that can be the difference maker to not have to rely only on your superstar quarterback to be the difference maker. So that is, you know, that's where I'm at. I think they're number one in the NFL right now. We'll see where things kind of go. They might jump rope around here, but they're very clearly a contender. They're very clearly going to be in the mix. And that's an exciting thing moving forward. Would you say they're number one? I mean, you willing to go that far? I mean, I, 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 I just, uh, I was, I was going back and forth, you know, who I would put in the top four. And I, I don't think you're being a homer. I think it's just the reality of it is that's where they're at now. I think that, you know, Tampa Bay, obviously they can't beat New Orleans. They got, they got the, the Tampa Bay's, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is still a very, it's a tremendous team. They, you know, they were out with the, the couple of their players against New Orleans, but uh, the Rams are, are really trending nicely. You could say the Arizona Cardinals, but they, you know, they, they've shown some vulnerability to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, are they better than the Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay, or the Rams right now? Tampa's, think, the, I, Tampa's the only one I'm nervous about, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I think it's a game also. It's like if you look, if you forecast, as you fast forward to later on in the season, you know, if, if, if you have to play those teams right now, uh, I think that you could – and all, all four of those teams, could you, the, you know, could the Cowboys beat them in the playoffs? And I think that from top to bottom where they're at right now, it's hard to debate that they're not number one. Okay. Because they have done everything that they need to do and just how explosive and winning with your backup quarterback. Um, the times are good, Tony. The times are good. Uh, it's a, a shorter episode today. Like I said, we have some more stuff coming later on throughout the week. Tony has a very busy week. Have you written your toast yet? You know what? I am going to 
we're having a rehearsal dinner, so I'm going to, that's where I'm, I, I, I'm working on it. You know, I, I want to write it down because there's, you know, I have a tendency to not even, I don't stick to the, the script. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay, well, you write it all, you know, you got your note, everything written down, but I want to make it short and sweet. You know, this, my, my son, for all the people out there have blended families because my, my son is my, he's my, he's my stepson, but he's my blood son. And there's a, there's a song out there I'm going to recommend, and I'm ERJ, is to go listen. It's called My Boy. Uh, it's a, a country western artist. And it's a tremendous. The lyrics are amazing. It talks about uh, a, a, you know, a father having a relationship with uh, his stepson. And I've raised him since he's six months old, and he's my blood. And so it's going to be one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it short and sweet. Uh, it's going to be emotional, but it's going to be right to the point. Of telling him how proud I am and how happy we are for him. And his, his fiance, his wife to be, her name's Ashley, but he did go to the University of Texas. Ooh, so, only mistake in life. It may be a little anticlimactic when it gets to that last, uh, but I'm not going to go there. It's all about him. So, two very quick things for me. One, um, when, when I got married and my wife and I got married, my dad, when he gave his toast, he, um, he printed it out, he wrote it and he framed it and he gave it to me. That's a really great, oh. you know, father to son gift. So just, yeah. head, you know, maybe you want to consider that. You still that's got a, a good, couple of days. That's, that's yeah. a great idea. I didn't think about that. That's what I'm saying. Write it down, frame it, and then read from it. You know, that, that night, obviously when you give your toast and then give it to them, that's a cool, you know, they can keep it in their, maybe. in their home. Yeah. Maybe you can just Photoshop that and send it to me. And I'll just plagiarize <laughs> what your dad uh, said. <laughs> my, uh, my second point, my last point. Look, so I went to Texas A&M University. So like you, whenever anyone says like, oh, I went to Texas, whatever, like I have to be like, oh, haha, that's dumb, whatever, blah, blah. Here's the thing. And like, you know, if if my you know child went to the University of Texas, like like that happens, right? Like kids go to rival schools from their parents and in like normal situations, like I don't know, some somebody whose parents went to Alabama maybe goes to Auburn and it's like, oh, man. And then you get to put the sign out front. That's the like divided household or whatever. Tony, how I mean, like you're not a normal person who went to Oklahoma. You're, like, you're one of the greatest athletes in the history of the school. So how could anyone, anyone in your family, let alone someone who you raised, go to the University of Texas? You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, I will say this, that he had a nice, uh, he had a nice uh, college fund set aside for him. And, mm. and I will say this, that Texas is a tremendous institution, higher place learning academics. And he, he is an electrical engineer, he's a smart kid, and he got accepted to Texas. But he didn't even visit Oklahoma, which I'm like, okay, well, I, I get it. So, but I raised him. I thought I raised him the correct way. But yeah. This is when I felt. Now, this is when I felt whenever he decided to go to Texas. And I'm like, I take a lot of responsibility for that. That bothers me. I probably, you know, it's something that bothered me till the day I day is that I failed when I raised him. Now, I, I'm happy for him. We go back and forth. And so, uh, I just kind of like set that aside and uh, I'm like, okay, but 
I'm still going to give you a hard time. That's, I guess that's what makes our relationship sure. so unique. Uh, well, at least, you know, at least right now, the football conversations are a lot more fun for you. Shout out to Baylor uh, <laughs> and shout out to a different set of bears. Not, not bear, my dog, uh, Tony, uh, early congratulations to your son and his future you, wife AJ. and to your family and to your you know family to be and everything. Uh, you guys have a great time. Enjoy it. Everybody, the Dallas Cowboys are six and one. Um, uh, getting to seven, the one, number this one week. team in the NFL, right? That's now. right. Life is good. Bear is barking in the background. He really wants to be involved. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. This was the seven five Oh.